everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Outcomes. I'm your host, Barrett King, which I say every time. So I think at this point, you know exactly who I am. I'm joined by a special guest today. His name is Mao. He is the head of partnerships at Dixa. And fun fact, we've actually recorded this twice now because we did it once already. And for whatever reason, technology failed us, which it does sometimes. But it's okay because we're back. We had a great combo. We're going to have a better combo this time. Welcome to the show, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. Again. Um, yeah, we have to acknowledge yes. again. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's always there's always a little bit of iterations on uh, new angles we can take in our discussion. So um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and we we had a great chat. So we're going to get into it today, obviously. But first, let's kick off with the proper question, which is, what does partnerships mean to you? Um, I would say partnerships for me, uh, you know, particularly we here with Dixa, considering the market, considering the company, it's it's such a creative way to impact all different types of aspects within a business, um, but not just on the company level. I think it's a really creative way in which individuals can use it for their own individual success and kind of help them stand out um, to their peers and within the company. So I think that's super interesting because a lot of folks, when I ask that question, talk about you know the meaning of partnerships and one plus one equals three and things that I think are really important to acknowledge, but your perspective is unique, perhaps because of what we're going to talk about today, which is the idea of how to take partnerships and build it across the business, not just a singularity in one part or one you know, piece of the organization. When we talked about this before, and I want to talk about it today, your comment just now really resonates because ultimately you're talking about specifically taking partner opportunity, whether that be co-sell, co-service, certainly integrations, all the different ways that we can work with other businesses to add value to our customer. Mm. Talking about taking that, capturing it and, and flowing it into different segments of the business. So I want to kick off with, as you think about that concept, as you're building this you know, uh, motion in this engine at Dixon and certainly past experience, where do you start off? I want the listeners to frame this in their mind in terms of I've identified partners, you know, which we don't have to spend necessarily a ton of time on. And I talked about it before, mm -hmm. but let's say that we've got a variety of partner opportunities. Where do you look for your early adopters? How are you thinking about those first steps in terms of building partnership? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's start with the, those four classic different departments. I yeah. think classic marketing by yourself, it's expensive and difficult. Uh, sales outreach by yourself, inefficient and pretty boring. Product innovation um, can sometimes be slow and it can bring a lot of opportunity cost um, in terms of where you allocate your dev resource. And then, you know, customer retention without integration stickiness in today's market could also be pretty risky. So if you have these four different departments, um, you know that partnerships can impact all of them, but you have this new partner program and you want to get that buy-in, you can't, you can't try to enable all of them at the same time. So um, the approach I, I try to take in trying to decide which department do I go for uh, stems from the logic of you as a business, you're constantly competing with your competitors in the market, but there's always a constant comparison taking place within your own organization too. Uh, you're competing, you know, marketing versus sales. So within departments, uh, you're competing against your peers, SDR versus SDR, AE versus AE. And then, of course, if, if you're an international company, you also have different regions. So maybe uh, Denmark is competing against the UK or Germany is competing against the US. So with that logic combined, I decided, you know, the first department I'm going to look at uh, to get that buy-in and momentum uh, is the sales department. That's smart. And in that context, then, are you looking for, I'm picturing the, um, perhaps an American expression, but the idea of the inside man, the person that can go 
and sort of see the ideas of partnership being a good go-to-market? You know, are you looking for early adopters first or do you go to like a specific team? How do you think about establishing your beachhead, if you will, in terms of the early opportunity? You know, I understand the sales component of it, but then where within sales? Is it a rep? Is it an SDR? Is it a series or a team of folks? How do you think about that? Well, I went for a rep. Um, yeah. Specifically, I started with the SDRs. Um, I kind of just started with some light things such as having an SDR mention partners and the joint value of, you know, Dixa plus partner, maybe that is of interest and just really championed one or two specific SDRs. Um, and as you can imagine, if, if after three or four months, you see that that rep had increased their success rate in booking meetings, even by a few percentage points, which you times that by 15 to 20 SDRs that you might have a team, well, things get quite interesting. Yeah, the impact uh, is significant in, there. Yeah. Yep. So I, in so, that context, yeah, actually, keep going, please. Yeah, and, and then I was just thinking on kind of on other points that uh, that might be worth mentioning. If it's an AE, if it's an SDR, there's also a form of, of disqualification uh, that, I, that I took on board. Some AEs looked at partnerships as, oh, it's, it's another business yeah. I got to learn. It's another value case. Um, I even had one or two S, S, uh, one or two AEs where they didn't even really want to mention that they got help from a partner because it took away from their achievement of, of getting pride. help sure. to close a deal. So there was a lot of pride involved. Yeah, that's interesting. So when you're then as you're going through this process and you're identifying, you know, the good fits and whatnot. Well, actually, before we get into it, let's just do give me your like 30 second or one minute pitch on Dixa so that folks can frame out in their mind why partnerships are applicable to the opportunities you're pursuing. Absolutely. Uh, Dix is a help desk solution. So we, uh, we provide a platform to customer service teams to essentially communicate more effectively to their end customers. So we play in a similar field as the Gladleys, customers, Gorgeouses, uh, Intercoms, and Zendesks out there. Uh, we're a Danish company. Okay. That's actually it's helpful because then I'm thinking about your partners are already working with your customers, I would expect, in some regards. And at the same time, there's probably an opportunity for I'm going to, you know, maybe project here, but like implementation, integration, migration, all the things you'd expect mm -hmm. from SIs that may be supporting those customers. So you've got your early adopters now, right? Let's, let's frame that out. We've got a few SE or excuse me, um, SDRs. You've got a few AEs. You get some folks that are, that are saying yes and it's working. Do you stay in yeah. sales? Do you then say, I've got the start of a use case. Let me let this grow and focus elsewhere. How do you think about that? Um, I stayed in sales for, for a fair amount of time before moving on to marketing. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to take those few reps uh, and, and if they became champions, then I really showcased them to kind of essentially get the next four and then the next four to essentially yep. replicate. So How, there was, let's there was actually, let's talk more... about that. Let me jump in real quick. How did you showcase them? Cause I, I, folks want to know, I expect, how did you go about highlighting their success? I think that there's two approaches that I took. Okay. The first was in terms of m motivating people to actually pay attention and have a will to learn. And I broke that out, broke that down into two sections. One, I said, if you take the time to learn about uh, another business, a rep from a partner, and just in general collaborate with a, with a partner for your own individual metric success, uh, this is not only going to make you stand out to your managers for thinking outside the box, this is also going to help you move probably within uh, the company because you're Smart. doing something different um, for individual, but also group department 
and regional success. But the second thing that I did, which I thought was very important to do, is, you know, there's a reality here where you're asking them to take time to develop a new skill set and to take on new responsibility. And if they're not fully convinced of the value partnerships can bring for their own individual success, it's kind of like, you know, don't do it for me. Um, Don't do it for your boss. Don't do it for Dixa or within the company that you're working in, but really do it for yourself. Um, Because the reality is that partnerships is in an upward trajectory. I think the United States is a bit ahead of the curve compared to Europe, but they're still both going up. So if you don't want to be at a competitive disadvantage for your next job, if you're staying in a similar type of role, um, best best to learn partnerships. Um, you, you don't want to let that ball drop because you're going to be in your next job interview and there's a fair chance you're going to be competing with reps who already know how to work with partners and uh, you don't want to be in that position. 